pretend that that false start did not happen. So, I think I showed you guys this. I'm not sure if I did. Before we get into the official intro of the show, which, Dean, I, I did forget to make your intro. I'm so sorry. I'll make it up to you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching on the video live stream, you see a picture of a radio legend. That is the one and only Dude Shadowway. Frank Foss writes, get your shit together. I'm working on it, Tank. Dude Shadowway. Uh, I am trying to find a space in this room so that this can be on camera. This was hand-drawn by Aram, who found out that he is actually an illegitimate son of the legendary Dude Shadowway. There you go. There you go. Frank, what do you think about the nickname, The Tank? Andy in New Jersey checks in. How you doing, buddy? You know, I started calling you The Tank on the show. And uh, I think it fits. Frank, The Tank Fuss. The Tank sponsors the YouTube live stream and the YouTube channel. Uh, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Hit the bell notification and subscribe. Easiest way to subscribe. There's a little like uh, Eric Zane Show icon in the corner. You can click on that. I don't know how else. You know, whatever. Just subscribe to that shit. The hell. All right. Hey, this is Blue State Rob, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hey. A show hosted by a liberal Republican hey, whose ancestry dates back to the small country of Armenia and fueled by bouts of anxiety and adult attention hyperactivity disorder, also known as ADHD. It's not the best, but still better than radio. Anyway, here's your host, Eric Zane. Thank you, Rob. Hey, my voice is high. Hey, hey, this is Blue St. Rob. Uh, good suggestion by um, Fat Dave Grohl, John and Jenison. He says, lower the painting I painted for you and put the dude above that. You know, you're right. You're absolutely, it seems so, it seems so simple now. All you had to do was suggest that. All right, that's happening. Running out of wall space. Who would have thought? All right. Welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Each and every day of the week. Dear Meathead happens uh, at about 9, 9 a.m. So in about 47 minutes, we will bring Dad in for Dear Meathead. And I've um, gotten a uh, few questions this morning. But if you have uh, if you have anything at all you want, I see Tim sent one. He says I have a friend who likes to put his kids in a three hundred second timeout every time they speak. Sometimes they can be in multiple timeouts within an hour just for talking. Is this fair? Well, that's just ridiculous. I agree with the dad. Uh. 
Chris writes, Hey, guy, I listened to you recently in the Lost Zane recordings, old recordings of Eric's old radio show, Meathead, uh, where Eric first had you on the air for the first time ever. I was curious if you had any favorite memories so far of this segment. You got to realize you're asking a man with dementia uh, what his favorite memories are. Uh, I'm sure he'll be able to elaborate. Rob adds, a guy I know was using a chainsaw that is too small to cut a large cherry tree that fell in his yard. He found this to be hilarious, but I feel it could be dangerous since he is usually alone. What should I do? Okay, that is a callback to a key moment on the Patreon yesterday. More on that a little later on. Uh, but welcome to each and every one of you. So, uh, I must be some kind of saint. I just really, um, my pal, Justin, who runs affordable limousine buscareers.com. Um, he's constantly reaching out to me with uh, a lot of limo jobs that no one wants. But I take those jobs. When he reaches out to me and says, yeah, I've got a 4 a.m. pickup in Holland. Take him to the airport. I'm like, God, why do you, I, I hate you. I, I absolutely hate your guts. That actually happened this week. It was a 4.45 pickup. Started to get up at 3.30 in the morning, 3.20. That's ridiculous. That was on Monday. I actually did okay during the day. I was surprised. I did the, got this podcast done. No, I didn't even take a damn nap. And uh, then he'll drop the, uh, okay, I got a uh, Sunday night or Saturday night at 1130 pickup. And it's it's only a short drive. It's uh, usually on those, it's picking up a bride and a groom for a wedding and taking them to their hotel. I get all those. And I'm like, eh, you know, I can't complain. If you, uh, that's what I'm here for. I am here. That, that That's part of the struggle of trying to, uh, you know, make a living. This is what people do. You work. Of course it's going to. Now, most of the other drivers, um, they get like, uh, hey, uh, can you take this uh, busload of hot volleyball players uh, from the local college, pick them up at, uh, I don't know, 2.30 in the afternoon, and, uh, you know, it, uh, you're home by 6.30, in the evening, just in time for dinner, and you make $700. That's what uh, freaking Schaefer's going to get with his CDL, which I don't have. So I got to I gotta take what I can get. So I, I, I take all those jobs that are like nobody wants. And Justin from AffordableBusCareers.com knows that. So if you ever get a job there, you don't have to worry about getting those jobs because I'm going to take them. He calls me up and he goes, hey, uh, I've got you down on Saturday for a um, Saturday night. No, Friday night. Friday night at 11 p.m. to midnight. So that's a that's a wedding job. I go, I'll take it, dude. Give it to me. Give me that shit. I always tell him, give me that shit. And then he writes, uh, hey, uh, I want to get rid of, I'm pulling back your 11 p.m. job. I've got another job in a similar time frame that I want you to uh, take. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
What is it? Uh, yeah, you're going to pick up the party at 9 p.m. Uh, and then you're going to drop them off at 3 a.m. And I'm like, fuck you. What do you mean similar time frame? I mean similar time frame that it's at fucking night? All right, give me that shit. <laughs> Friday, uh, Diana will be getting ready for uh, night-night time with Bruce on the bed. And I'll be like, all right, I'll be getting on my gay magician suit. Off I go. See you later. Oh, God. I'm going to end up uh, having to start uh, snorting cocaine to stay awake or something like that. It, uh, no, I'll be fine. I don't think I'll be snorting cocaine. But, um, yeah, so I heard from, uh, heard from old Justin, and I'm a sucker for those jobs. I love that guy so much. All I want him to do is uh, continue to be successful. Again, he needs, uh, he's tripling his business. So he needs, if you're a, if you have a CDLB with passenger endorsements, you got to reach out to that guy. Buscareers.com. That's what you do. All right. Uh, off and running on this amazing day. Terry says, why don't you just take the CDL test? I am. I'm studying for, I just covered this shit. You stupid idiot. Uh, I can tell you I, the difference between intrastate and interstate travel. I just covered this. See? Michigan Commercial Driver's License Manual. Intrastate, Terry, is if you're going from point A to point B within a state. Everybody knows that. No, not really. Interstate is from one state to another, or it could be uh, two points between one state with a, uh, a little bit of travel in an adjacent state. It could be uh, two points of travel within a state with the ultimate destination of the cargo freighter passengers being another state or country. Your old pal Eric Zane has been studying for a CDLB. Who needs a CDL? Well, if you have a gross vehicle weight rating of uh, uh, 26,001 pound or more, you need a CDL. If you're uh, uh, carrying 16 passengers or more, you need a CDL. By the way, my good pal Brian Callahan in New Jersey, he noticed that I still have my uh, uh, beautiful-looking Eric Zane show portfolio. Thank you, Eric. I, or, uh, I called you Eric. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Jason says, I can help you study for the test and pre-trip walkthrough. No, I don't want anything to do with you. You're an, you're an imbecile. I, I'll deal with Omar. Okay? You are low man on the totem pole. Don't act like you've got any clout with this company, Schaefer. And don't forget air brake endorsement if needed. I don't need an air brake endorsement. Hazmat, yes. Air brakes, no. Shut up. Yeah, I'll be right there with you. All right. You may not believe it, but I'm still training for the, uh, I think it's one month away to the day for the big Grand Rapids half marathon. No, it's not. It's a month and two days. Idiot. October 17th, I'm taking on Mike Ball. The important thing is we're raising money for children's charity, the AT Children's Project. 
devastating, rare genetic neurological disorder that uh, is a child killer. Most people uh, don't survive past their 20s. Case in point, from my beloved Velding family friends who lost their two children, I still cannot believe that, Kate, most recently, just this year. I'm not trying to bring down the room. Just telling you that that's what we're trying to do, trying to raise money for this uh, top-notch organization that's been trying to improve lives with treatments and possibly a cure for this deadly disease. So Mike and I got together to race. You bet on the winner. You go to atcp.org slash Eric Zane show. Let me double check on that. I can't even remember what the hell my own. I'll link it up for you. ATCP. Yes, that's exactly what it is. ATCP.org. Let me throw it up there for you in case you're just getting this for the first time. So you click on that bad boy. And uh, you make a bet. Who's going to win the race? You put down $25. Then you're going to put in your time, how much your champion is going to win by. Whoever's closest on that prediction wins a $300 Visa gift card. In the event that there's a tie somehow through the... uh, a timing or whatever, we will have a drawing of the people that have tied. Uh, it's not closest with not going over. It's just closest. These are the rules. Second place, you get $200. First place or a third place, $100. So for 25 bucks, tax deductible donation, you are in the running. I'm not going to lie to you. There's not a ton that are in there. We've probably got about, I don't know, 300 bucks raised. I'd love to have a thousand. That is the goal. All right. So that's what you do. You go there and you make that donation and you place your bet. I am in constant pain as I've been running. My knees ache like I'm 51 and disgusting. I have uh, some type of a, a muscle strain on what is known as According to Kyler, as the piriformis, which is a small bundle of muscles in your ass. That sucks. So with that being said, trained yesterday on a seven-mile run at race pace. Race pace. Now, The idea of my race pace is, well, fucking slow. Shit, am I slow. And you know that you're struggling when you're getting ready to start your run and you can't find your running shoes. I found one shoe. So I had to dig up an old pair of running shoes that are shot Oh, fuck. Mike Ball is enjoying this podcast right now. This is bad. This is horrible. Then I go to grab my uh, water bottles. You know, I got a, it's called a fuel belt with some water bottles on it. So you don't have to stop and get a drink. You keep going. I can't find that fucking thing. So that means I had to run to like the gas station, get a drink of water, turn around and come home. Mike asks, did it take you 90 minutes? Hold on, let me do the math. 
probably took me about 70. I, I think I think we're talking about uh, it'll be a miracle if I can break two hours in this shit show. Mike, yeah, well, I mean, unless you break a leg or something like that, I will toe the line. I will be there in one month and two days. Uh, last person to uh, get the note on Twitch is uh, uh, Joey Williamson. He is a, a, a very thick man. This is his little uh, YouTube channel, Hollywood's World of Sports. Go there to hear stupid takes about his beloved New York Yankees and how he wants to blow uh, Aaron Judge. I said yesterday that the show is moving to Twitch. I didn't give you a date. I didn't give you any more details other than that. I don't have any. I still have to sign a contract. I still have to build my page. There's about 1 million things that I have to do. And all I said in great detail yesterday was the show is moving to Twitch. And what does Dum Dum do? Hollywood ended up saying uh, on here a second ago. I don't see it. Now, there it is. I thought you were on Twitch. You fucking moron. I made it clear that it's coming. I just announced that it's on the way. I did. You don't just say I'm on Twitch the day before you go on Twitch. You gotta, you gotta uh, get the word out. You have to talk about it for several days leading up. If if you had any type of this show business acumen, which you don't, you wouldn't have eleven people subscribing to your stupid channel. The fuck. Brian says, are you going in as a partner or just an affiliate? I'm going in as just an affiliate. I am reasonably sure. I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that. When you are a partner, there's a, it's a more uh, a lucrative deal for you. I probably will have to work my way up to that, but I'm glad that you know what that means. Patriot Nick adds to my beating up of Hollywood. Yeah, and my announcement said soon. Dumbass referring to Joey. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's he's a he's a th- he's as thick as a brick. My God, Joey, do you listen at all? When I'm on Twitch, the show is just like this. Uh, Josh Brown, who's uh, he said, "Oh no," he's one of these. He's acting all boomery about it. He's like. Oh, no, it's going to go to Twitch. How am I going to watch? Uh, well, you know the motion of your hand touching an icon on your screen? Do that, but don't touch the blue and white F. Touch the Twitch logo. Or maybe, you know, when it sends you a notification, Eric is live, you uh, touch the screen and enjoy the show, the live stream. That will be the extent of what you will have to do. So some of you 
Some of you are of that ilk. We're like, oh, man, I've been, I've been getting Facebook notifications for, for long, YouTube notifications. I, I'm not ready for change to get after this Twitch thing. How, how am I going to do it? Yeah. Well, you're fucked. If you cannot read or be patient in the 15 seconds it takes for you to educate yourself on how this works, you, in fact, are fucked. You will have no problem, though. Though, if you, uh, if you just stick with it and read along. Look, if the tank can figure it out, Frank Fuss, you can subscribe with your Amazon account on Twitch. And I was just about to get to that. When you subscribe to the show, all right, you can watch it for free, just like you normally do. However, Amazon, who owns Twitch, and uh, they want to make some money. So at random points on your, on your live feed when you're watching, I'm going to disappear for one minute while you learn about the uh, uh, new Hardee's breakfast sandwich. However, when you sign up with your Amazon Prime account, you don't have to worry about that. And uh, that counts as a subscription number for me. And that means cash. So thank you for that. So it's free. Minus the ad plopped into the middle of it at a random time. Or if you don't want to have to have a Amazon Prime account, they will charge you five bucks. Corey writes, signing up for Twitch is wicked easy. He's in the Northeast. That's what they say up there. It's free and it's not any harder than making a YouTube account. I haven't given you any details about where this is, what to look up. I haven't given you any links or anything like that. This is only, we're only 24 hours into the announcement that I'm moving to Twitch. Again, I haven't even signed the contract. It's in my inbox. All I have to do is read it, sign it, uh, and then build my site. Which, believe it or not, there's a little cost in that. I have to pay a tech guy that is associated with Twitch. And then when I'm ready, I tell you, you click the button, you put your name, you hit the heart icon in the corner, and then every time I do like this, go live, you go, oh, dipshit's on. Hit it. Yes, Jason, still in the planning stage. Uh, Terry, uh, Terry Emo Jr. writes, my wife going to have to do all the setup shit for me. You know, if you just be patient and read, you would have no problem. Joey from Hollywood's World of Sports continues on the stupid train saying the things I already say, Twitch is free even without Amazon. We covered that, dumbass. You are about to consume 300 seconds of misery. A nice, interesting comment here. Kyle writes, it's funny. 
boomers have no idea how to set up Twitch or YouTube, but they can change a tire or brakes on a vehicle like it's nothing. And vice versa. Millennials have no idea how to check oil in a car engine. See something, uh, something going on with Megan there. Something I'm not supposed to know about. Megan, if you did something silly, you know you have a uh, a lifetime pass to do that. I would never be. I would never do anything to uh, to bitch at you about anything, Megan. You can do no wrong. All right. So that's the update. Now. My show is still going to be on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube because the beauty of Twitch is I go live and, you know, truth be told, there's only a small percentage of people that enjoy the show as it's live. That will increase as I get on Twitch, but I still have people that, you know, they, they, they like watching on, the, on those other platforms. The second I finish my show, the video on demand is pushed out to Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, video on demand. And it all shows up in an instant, just like that. And the beauty of that is anybody who looks at it, they're going to Twitch. They're clicking on my Facebook click uh, link, and then that takes them to Twitch. So that means more people watch it on Twitch, which is what Twitch wants. And you know what we say? Fuck you to Facebook. Because I'm still going to get on uh, get in fights with idiots on Facebook. Okay. And then when I do, they're going to block me or ban me or whatever. And then I don't have to worry about not being able to share the live stream with you on Facebook. And it's all in one central spot. It's absolutely fantastic. Will it have the Twitch commercials on Facebook or Castbox? I don't know that yet. I'm not sure. By the way, I think I deserve some credit for busting the boomer stereotype. Getting on Twitch is not for the old man. It's for the young, amazing millennial and what's, I don't even know what's younger than millennial. I told my wife you were switching to Twitch. She asked what you did wrong to get kicked off of YouTube. Nothing. Switch is a better platform. All right. So thank you very much. I will uh, keep you informed on those details. Norm MacDonald has died. And he kept it a secret. I think every person in America, when they found out that Norm McDonald died, said, wait a minute, I didn't know he was sick. Was I, did I miss something? I was very confused. But he, this is old school. You don't see this that often. To struggle for nine years with a cancer diagnosis that ultimately took his life. He wasn't uh, much older than I was when he found out about this. Nine years ago, at age 52, Norm MacDonald found out that he has cancer. 
And I kind of like that. I kind of like that he kept that to himself. I don't know why. I just think it's kind of fucking badass. And to be able to, um, I don't know. I just think that it's human nature to want to get that off your chest and share it with people. You know, you've, but it is, uh, it's just so sudden like that. It's, uh, it's, it's like a sudden death. It's like he died in a car wreck or something like that. But, oh man, I, uh, I was kind of, I was kind of blown away that, uh, that he managed to pull that off and keep that very, very quiet. Um, obviously, uh, he's had, a, has so many amazing people in comedy that he has been friends with. They've all been uh, devastated and, and the tributes pour in, uh, for this man. And I, I want to play a couple of clips in just a bit here. Um, I, I found Norm Macdonald to be the most hilarious when he was, um, well, two things, uh, just having a conversation on a talk show like Conan or, uh, or maybe on his podcast. Um, and then of course, weekend update who Dan Olmeyer, who ran NBC or runs NBC or I don't even, I don't even know. I, I, I remember the name. Dan Olmeyer hated Norm Macdonald. He ran NBC. So he apparently Olmeyer was friends with OJ Simpson. So McDonald on weekend update would periodically throw in his own comments about OJ and it would piss off Olmeyer, who again is friends with OJ fucking Simpson. McDonald's version of Weekend Update often included references to who, and you know, I, here's the thing. When you read about the uh, hilarious exploits of anybody, in written form to me, they always strike me as so out of left field and, and, uh, and ridiculous that it's almost funnier to me than when I'm, I'm, I would hear it when he is actually saying it. So, it's, um. His weekend's uh, version of Weekend Update often included references to prison rape, crack whores, and the Germans' love of Baywatch star David Asselhoff. He'd occasionally deliver a piece of news, then take out his personal compact tape recorder and leave a note to self relevant to what he just discussed. It was very funny. He commonly used Frank Stallone as a non-sequitur punchline. Repeatedly ridiculed public figures, uh, figures such as Bob Dole. Bob Dole liked it. Marion Barry... Bill Clinton, Michael Jackson, and OJ. Throughout Simpson's murder trial, McDonald constantly, do I say uh, pilloried? The retired American football star with the premise of Simpson was guilty of the brutal slaying of his ex-wife and her friend. So right after the um, verdict was read, in the first SNL episode after, McDonald... Open weekend update by saying, well, it's finally official. Murder is legal in the state of California. This is what got him slowly but surely off of weekend update and ultimately off of SNL. 
Also, after the announcement that Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley planned to divorce, McDonald joked about their irreconcilable differences on Weekend Update. Quote, according to friends, and I I, want to do the Norm McDonald voice, but that would ruin it. I'm just going to read to you how he said it. According to friends, the two were never a good match. I can hear McDonald's voice saying this. She's more of a stay-at-home type, and he's more of a homosexual pedophile. He, He followed this up a few episodes later with a report about the singer's collapse and hospitalization. Referring to a report of how Jackson had decorated his hospital room with giant photographs of Shirley Temple, which did happen. Norm said, in case viewers were are confused, we'd like to remind you that Michael Jackson is in, sac- is in fact a homosexual pedophile, which is... I mean, I guess he would just be a pedophile at that point if he's looking at pictures of Shirley Temple. But my gosh, he did not give a fuck. Uh, McDonald would, um, you know, talk about taking a run at sacred cows. This is from Norm McDonald's podcast. Hey, for the ninth consecutive year, uh, Nick, JetBlue Airlines, Ranked first for satisfaction among all North American airlines. But you know what ranked least in satisfaction? 9-11 airlines. <laughs> what a terrible name for an airline. It reminds me of that tragedy. <laughs> oh, 9-11. Yeah, no. Oh, don't laugh at 9-11. What? Man. I tried to tell him not to go, laugh. Adam. I know. I walked through blood and bones in the streets of Manhattan trying to find my brother. Jesus. Yeah, he was in northern Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. What an asshole. Oh, shit. What a dick. Man, that is a, that's a perfect example of what I was talking about. He goes ahead and, and makes up an airline and then acts like he doesn't know. 9-11 airlines. The other comic who's there with him goes, uh, fuck. Like, here we go. Uh, even better. When he's, uh, you know, in a, in a one-on-one style. So check this out. This is Norm MacDonald on, uh, on Dennis Miller. Have you ever done anything in your long and storied career that you consider specifically to be in bad taste as you look back on it. Maybe at the time you thought it was a good play, but you look um, back on it and you think that was in bad taste. Well, sometimes like in stand-up, I'll do jokes that are, uh, I, that I, th- like one time I was doing this thing in San Francisco and they were all gay uh, people in the audience, they told me. So I figured I'll in do In San a- Francisco? Yeah. No. <laughs> so I figured I'd do stuff about gay people so that they could relate to yeah, it. Yeah, it's warm up. Right. <laughs> they love that. And so I was talking about, because I went to this gay pride parade and I saw in it there were these uh, old men and old ladies like with these uh, signs that said, we are proud of our gay son, you know? And so I was saying, that's an odd thing to be proud of, you know, because it's not an achievement, you know? It's not like something you work all your life to be gay or anything like that. And I, I just wondered, I, just, I, I had a hard time believing that these 50, 60-year-old men are actually bragging you know, I work like there. Hey, uh, Bill, you know, uh, my kid. Oh, my God, we're proud of him, Johnny. He uh, uh, graduated from Harvard, you know. 
a first in his class, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, now he's articling over at a law firm and, uh, oh yeah, he loves cock. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this kid. The fuck? What an asshole. He can't get enough cock in his mouth, his ass, his kid's always cock. <laughs> I got a, I got a picture of the boy here sucking another man's cock. I want to show it to you. <laughs> to watch the maturation of you as an artist, to realize it took you nine and a half minutes set. to get around to the sucking cock stuff. Oh, shit. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I love that he, uh, he wasn't afraid to laugh at his own shit either. You know, I mean, he was, uh, he's deadpan like that. But uh, still, he knows it's fucking funny. He knows that just killed. Oh, shit. So now, uh, you know, typical uh, uh, tributes are coming out. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know something about um, um, the way he went, the way they didn't tell anybody about it. It's just, uh, it's pretty fucking cool. Uh, there was another bit on Conan O'Brien when he's talking about uh, comedian Carrot Top. With uh, some chick from Melrose Place. It led to some really hilarious moments. Uh, I am going to uh, include that. Uh, I, I actually linked it up uh, at ericsaintshow.com. And uh, you can click on it uh, in, the, uh, in the show notes of the audio podcast. But uh, for those of you who might be dying for it, it's right there. That's right. That's where I pulled all that from. Rest in peace. To the legendary Norm McDonald. Gone at 61. Way too soon. Holy crap. You know, it's that uh, whenever uh, Courtney, uh, Courtney Thorne Smith, yeah, that's who it was. Whenever there's uh, somebody like that, it's, it's and it's like, it, it, it always, um, it always fucks with my head because I'm always like, ah, shit, it could happen to any one of us at any time. At, you know, anything at all. I just hope that for a guy like him, you know, with uh, nine years having to fight cancer, that he didn't like, uh, you know, that it uh, he had some good years while doing it, that it was uh, 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 fruitful and he got to enjoy a lot of things. That, that's only all what we can hope for. You know, nine years battling it is a long time. Uh, Here Be Rabbit says, uh, Artie Lang tweeting about Norm wrecked me. Yeah, those guys were tight. Rest in peace to Norm McDonald. All right, this show is on Patreon. Want to say hi to uh, Dr. Steve from SiriusXM fame. He just signed up for the Patreon. I was like, that is so cool of you to do that. Uh, Dr. Steve, thank you. Five or ten bucks a month, you can sign up for my Patreon. Yesterday was probably a reason to sign up for Patreon uh, for yesterday's show alone. More on that in a second. Uh, I um, I have turned... And I can't even talk about it. Now. I'm going to get into it in a second. I don't want to get into it now because it'll completely derail me. You know me. Five or 10 bucks a month, 15 hours of content every single week. I put a lot on my Patreon. I work my ass off on my Patreon so that hopefully uh, there's something enjoyable for you on there. So I just recommend this. Try it. Try it for five or 10 bucks a month. Try it for one month. You'll know if you like it or not. If it sucks, cancel it. Thank you for trying. I recommend just the audio. If you're going to give me a, a try, do it with just the audio. Five bucks. You can always upgrade it. All right? 
The 10 bucks a month is uh, audio, video, live streams. We got the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast every single week on there. We got the Lost Zane recordings, my old radio stuff from BBL. Uh, we've got uh, the Lost, uh, I said that. We've got the Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia Game with Dale, played yesterday. The Insane Asylum, my two-hour music-driven radio show. We got the daily Patreon bonus all there, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and the live stream of this show brought to you by Bennett Flooring Installation. Every so often, if you follow Bennett Flooring Installation on Twitter, they post pictures that I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, various homeowners who've had, you know, catastrophes with their flooring because of pets. And they always tweet at me, this is this is what your floor looks like underneath from all your cats peeing on the block. Oh, come on, man, don't do it. Anyway, if you want your flooring to look spectacular, I recommend this. Because, you know, frankly, if you call up Joe Schmo, he's going to charge you to uh, come to the house, going to charge you to uh, rip out all the old stuff. He's going to uh, buy it from a place that he wants to buy it. He's, it, it there's going to be all sorts of different add-on charges. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a company that, you know, you do all that heavy, shitty work, like ripping out all the old stuff, preparing the room the way it needs to be, go and buy your own flooring. At um, It would be Kent drop the E at a used store if his fucking boss would get off his fat ass. Uh, but you buy it anywhere. And then uh, uh, folks at Bennett Flooring Installation install it perfectly. You save so much money. And then you don't have to uh, fuck it up, which you will if you do it on your own. Don't be a fuck up. 616-318-0167 in West Michigan. 616-318-0167 in West Michigan. Bennett Flooring Installation. Anywhere in the United States. Some of my sponsors are right here in West Michigan. Some are, you can, uh, anybody in the U.S. can bang on their door. Uh, Frank, Frank the Tank Fuss is one of them. Reach out to the tank at buyinsurancehere.com. Don't call them. Don't leave them an email. Trust me on this. There's only one thing you have to do, and then it's on cruise control. Go to buyinsurancehere.com, fill out the form, and then the tank will take care of everything else. This costs you nothing. Okay? This is I love this sponsor. I love all my sponsors, but this one in particular. You have to do this. Doesn't matter where you are. Either Frank's licensed in that state or he's going to get somebody who he knows in uh, any of the other 50s and hand them off, do a little... Uh, 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 a run pass option and hand off the ball to somebody else who's not as handsome or as muscular, but still uh, more than uh, uh, willing and prepared to handle your case. I say case like it's a law firm. Whether you need Medicare because you're turning 65, you or someone you love in the next six months, whether you buy insurance from the marketplace, whether you have workplace insurance, doesn't matter. Uh, you need the tank in your corner. The tank is helping me with, um, because I'm about to transition from, first of all, he bought my, uh, helped me buy my policy from the marketplace this year. And I have great insurance this year because of the tank. And uh, now I'm transitioning, not to becoming a, a woman, but to getting workplace insurance for my wife. I, I said to the tank, I go, oh, no, no, no. I'll just use the uh, Obamacare. Because you can't, idiot. Go, what are you talking about? It's a, the law. If you have it available, you get it. You'll get uh, screwed. You get sued for fraud. Don't do it. Oh, well, I didn't know that. He goes, of course you didn't know that. You're not the tank. That's why he does everything. 
let this insurance nerd do all the heavy lifting for you. Just boss them around. Say, tank, I want this. Or tank, I need this. Buyinsurancehere.com. I'm waiting to hear back from big dick Donnie Veltman from Full House Comedy about getting Billy Wayne Davis on. Uh, BWD is in Howard City tonight at Howard City Lanes. Two shows, 7.30 and 9.30. Go to fullhousecomedy.com to get tickets if you're in that neighborhood. Tomorrow, Wyoming, Spectrum Lanes. Don't let me down. Fill this show. Billy Wayne Davis. Then on Friday, Rockford Lanes, Billy Wayne Davis. Great little room, nice bar, have a couple of drinks, watch BWD, two shows, and off you go. Then, Saturday, the big room at Back Alley Comedy Club next to Sherman Bowling Center in Muskegon. All shows coming to town can be found at fullhousecomedy.com. Uh, Dr. Grins, as much as, uh, you know, I had some good years with them, they are circling the drain. Just this past weekend, they wiped out their shows because nobody went. They had a, these, yeah, I forget who it was coming in. They ah, wait, nobody bought tickets. Don't, don't come. It sucks. That's unfortunate. Uh, in all fairness, Full House had to cancel a show last week at, at Spectrum because nobody went. Don't do that. These people fly in from far away. Go see these shows. They're great. They're cheap. They're fun. Go see a comedy show. Fullhousecomedy.com with Big Dick Donnie Veltman. All right, I'm going to bring my dad in here. You got any questions for dad? Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Before he gets in here, I got to pee. So, you know the drill. You know what's going to happen. All right. Questions. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. If you have a question for dad on Dear Meathead. Stand by. I'll be back in just a minute, and then we'll bring him in. Kyle Fade. I'd love to kick that guy's ass. I feel like such a pussy that I didn't say anything to him at Meyer. I should have said, you know, what? You're lucky this Meyer's not by a fucking elementary school. Uh, the South is getting hammered again with another crazy-ass storm. Uh, same thing. Oh, wait, we just can't take it, man. We already, we're still struggling from Hurricane Katrina. The 99 storm sensitive. We just can't dig out from underneath. How are these people even, uh, I mean, uh, where do they live? It's going to be 75 degrees here today. Sunny. Why doesn't every single person in America live in Michigan? My God, four amazing seasons? Surrounded by water? It's a peninsula? You got uh, this enormous bridge. You can go see that. Forests. 
terrible football team to uh, go see and get drunk at the game? How can uh, there's a lot of maybe that's a reason to not to not show up? I don't know. I I don't get it. I I just don't know how so many Americans live in these un uh, uninhabitable places. I almost didn't say that, by the way. Bring him in. Dear Me Dead brought to you by JM Synthetics. Yeah, we missed him last week. Remember he lost power? Can you imagine if that happened again? Hello? Dad! Morning! How are you? I'm okay. Okay, that's that's fantastic. I I can I can hear it uh, like uh, my voice. I think your phone might be a little too loud. It is. Hold on a minute. Let me have Joanne set that up for me. Okay. It, it, actually, it's okay now. It seems to have gone away. Oh, what's wrong with this thing? Oh, that's it. Yeah, she said you were in the you were in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That's probably, it's very echoey in the bathroom, you know? Oh, my God. Hey, hey, hold on a minute, honey. I got to take a couple of pills. Oh, okay. Hold a, hold a yeah, second. yeah, that, that's absolutely fine. That's All absolutely right. fine. Uh, by the way, it's Mike Ball's birthday today. Thank you, Kenny. Happy birthday to Mike Ball. Are you talking to me? No, no, I was talking to uh, I was talking to the audience, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> just a few minutes longer. Huh? No, it's okay, Dad. It's uh, totally fine. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that medicine, and you want to make sure you don't forget your medicine. Is it, uh, are they, are they little blue pills? No, I got, uh, <laughs> I got different color pills. <laughs> Boy, Joanne got that one. She sniffed that out right away. Oh, yeah, she's sharp, all right. Uh-huh. What are you, what are you doing? G- g- grinding them up or something? Or, uh... Oh, I got five pills. I got to take them out of bottles. And uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Four pills. Okay. Okay, honey, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, hey. I'll be done in a hurry. Yeah, hey, I get it. I get it. You know, you got to you gotta take those pills. Uh, okay. All right, I'm done. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, hey, I'm here. Okay. 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 Okay, okay it, it sounds like you're far away now. Oh, how is this? Oh, much better. Much better, Dad. Okay, honey. Okay. You ready? To... Okay, so, Dad, last week, we, uh, at about this time, we called, and I guess you had lost power or something, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, completely. We had the uh, entire, let's see, uh, it went off at night. No? No, it, uh. Yeah, it went off uh, at 1 o'clock. 
in the morning, a.m., and then, then come back on till tomorrow night, like, you know. Yes, yes. Okay. And, uh, I guess Jim Marquis has a lot to do with this thing. So this yeah, he yeah thing. the, the, the we call him up. beloved family member. Uh, he uh, he works for the power company. Yes. Okay, so he put you at the top of the list. It, yeah, and then uh, all of a sudden, around uh, about two hours later, we see the trucks and equipment and all that yeah. by us. That's good. They they're treating you like royalty there. Yeah. So, Dad. Yeah. Dad, I, uh, I played some audio. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but when you were over at uh, Mike Stong's this past weekend, right? Yeah. Well, he uh, he, re- he video recorded. I don't know if you are aware of this, but he video. No, I'm not. Okay. He shot a little video of when he was having a discussion with you about uh, the correct uh, age that you are. Yeah. Okay. So you remember the conversation. Yeah. So... He said that you, if you take, uh, if you subtract 1934 from 2021, it gives you 87. Yeah. Okay. So he did that. And then you said, well, wait a minute. Maybe I wasn't born in 1934. Now, I, is that, that, that can't possibly be, right? You were born in 1934, right? Hey, that's all I've, I've always believed that. Well, yeah. And birth is March 17, 1934. That's exactly right. So that's that that is true. In fact, because you're uh, you're a handful of years older than your sister, who was born on the same date as you. Same day, seven years later. Right. So she was born in 1941. So and she she can confirm this. So yeah, you're you're 87. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. Because it seemed like you were uh, second guessing your your uh, year of birth. Well, no, so you pushed up putting doubts in my mind. No, I didn't. I I confirmed it. I I confirmed that you're 87. Okay. Yeah, but uh, before that, you were in. You indicated that you were 86, and I had to tell you that you were in fact 87. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's what it is. You're uh. uh that's 100% accurate. Okay, so uh, do I get a uh, lollipop? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, <laughs> so coming up in March, Dad, you will be 88. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, that's all good. I just want to make sure because I didn't want you to, uh, to be, like, uh, uh, pondering that and wondering how... No, oh, I didn't. I forgot all about the conversation. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, Nathan writes this, dear meathead. Uh, uh, actually he wrote, he wrote this to Joanne. Um, and, and this is what, uh, so she might just have a few words. He wrote, uh, dear Joanne, uh, wait a minute. Does she have to be sitting here? Cause for a moment she's left the room. Oh, we can come back to that one. How does that sound? Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Uh, uh, oh, here she is. You gotta be here, Joanne. Somebody's writing to you. Okay. Uh, Nathan writes, dear Joanne, uh, you must be an amazing lady to have landed such a superstar of a husband in, <laughs> in... Hello. and then, uh, he says, how do you cope with having a son-in-law like Eric, which kind of sounds like an insult. 
Uh, he says, how do you cope with having a son-in-law like Eric? All right. I'll let her respond to that. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty proud of having you. Yeah. Okay. Of course. You see. I'm proud of what you've accomplished in your life. So. Well, thank you. I handle that very easily. Yes, that is. I think. I think what we have there, Joanne, is a lot of time these. Uh, a lot of times these audience members like to try to beat me up, because. <laughs> and so they, at every opportunity or any possible uh, possibility of that happening, they will take that uh, that chance. You know. Okay gotta go through me yeah so there you go nathan i i, I hope you're proud of yourself <laughs> uh mark uh, in uh in new orleans writes meathead what is your favorite donut is it original glaze or one filled with uh raw ground beef Addressing this to Joanne or me? No, this, yeah, yeah. Oh, this one's well, uh, Joe. It's definitely you because you eat raw ground beef. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that that's what he wants to know. Your favorite donut, original, glaze, or filled with raw ground beef? Um, raw ground beef is just an occasional type of thing. Oh. Okay. I mean, I, I really can't eat that seven days a week. No, okay. Oh, you can't. No, I won't. You know, and it just came, wears itself out. Okay. Uh, but, but donut is something that I can probably eat on a daily basis with no problem. But um, mainly, my personality is as such, as far as food is concerned, whatever you put in front of me, I will eat. And very fortunately, my wife is a very good cook. All right, I want to make sure I got this down. My personality is such as far as food is concerned, whatever you put in front of me, I will eat. As far as food is concerned. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't eat all the trash in the world, you know. Well, yeah, I would, I would assume that that would be most people. All that they would actually eat is food. It's not like they're going to eat. Well, I don't know. It's not like they're going to eat babies. <laughs> well, you got it. Uh, dear Meathead, this is uh, SFD. Dean writes, Dear Meathead, I stepped on a, on a ground nest of yellow jackets yesterday, and I got stung. Ooh. Yeah, he says I got stung pretty bad. Have you ever been attacked by hornets? Please embellish Boring Dean, a.k.a. SFD. Actually, I have, but not in the sense of being damaged. When I was a young boy, eight or nine or ten or something like that. Now, back in the old country, at noon, everybody goes for a nap. Yeah. Including kids. Yeah, that's Uh, the, uh, yep, Iranian noon nap. Not just Iranian, but uh, anybody. Yeah, the whole country goes to bed. We all went for a nap. Yeah, everybody takes a nap at noon. My brother and I, my brother was three years older than I was. We were kind of troublemakers. (laughs) And we wait till our parents fall asleep if they were there. And we sneak out of the house and go to the hornet's nest that's on the side of the wall of that house. 
and we plug that hole in. <laughs> okay, okay. So they cannot go in. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, you have hundreds of hornets buzzing around that little hole. Oh. Oh. Now, yeah, they all came back to the nest. They, they, that's right. My brother got bit by him. Uh, okay, you got... Stung, yeah. Stung by him. Yeah. And boy, he screamed bloody murder. Oh, my God. Yeah, I imagine those things are... I ran right in the house and pretended I was sleeping. Oh, yeah. that's a, Yes, that's exactly what you do because your dad would have kicked your butt. And my dad was a home. Or your, or your mother. Mom your, your mom would have kicked your butt. I mean, seriously, this is... Uh, what a thing to do. The fact that... The, that nobody bothered to get rid of the hornet's nest. Well, we didn't know what to do with it, but we knew there were bees in there. We didn't know what bees were all about. Right. We were just a lot of kids. You right. Know. So, Dad, I, I wrote this down to make sure I got it right. You and Uncle Garo would go visit the hornet's nest for fun. Yeah, we plug it in. <laughs> okay. So they can't get in or out. But unfortunately, they were out, they built up a whole conglomerate of bees. They built up a whole, it sounds like a corporation. Yes. But we didn't know that they were going to come after our butts. Okay. All right. They did. Uh, let's see. How about this one, Dad? Uh, Nathan again. Dear Meathead, my wife has always told me I'd better, I'd better take care of my health. If I get sick, she won't take care care of me this morning she told me she needs surgery on her wrists and she might need help with her bathroom duties should i make my kids do it or just bite my tongue and wipe her butt whoa <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know that's, that's a tough question as far as that goes really yeah you mean but- you mean, oh, no, I don't know what I would do. What do you mean? If your uh, if your lovely wife had an, had needed help, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't help her out. Well, I would help her on, no doubt about it. Yeah, but I don't know how voluntarily I would want to butt somebody's uh, wipe somebody's butt. Did you almost say butt somebody's wipe? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to say yeah. <laughs> well, hey, like free beer. English language is flying. Yeah, out, I right? know, and he can't do it either. Okay. All right, Dad. Uh, and then there's this one. Dear Ruben, um, your son, Eric, is obsessed with his old show on the radio. He listens constantly, even though they haven't worked together in a long time. He constantly rants about them and becomes angry. Is this, is this healthy? Oh, it's not healthy. I don't know why it requires to become angry. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I can't explain it either. It's almost um, like I just can't get over it. Now they're talking about you, right? Yes, yes. He is talking about me. I, I mean, I have never been around you while you're broadcasting. Right, right. But your conversation with me is, is uh, yeah. pretty much a question and answer session, and uh, yeah. You, deal with it very intelligently. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much how it is. I think he's just kind of trying to make me look bad, that old John there. 
John Cutterup. Yeah, I had that, guy? That, 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 that's kind of what it what, what it's all about. Dad, I'm going to see you in a matter of 10 days. Do you realize that? Yes. We have a uh, terrific party for a dear friend of ours who is retiring uh, from his job. And, um, I, I, you know, I am, uh, I'm kind of amazed that the guy who will be uh, roasting at his retirement party was able to keep that job for that long. I think it's a miracle. Hey, I watched him grow up and get educated. Yeah. He and he is so, so intelligent. Yeah. Uh, the education part, he did it all by himself. I'll tell you, I am proud of him. And he, he and I have had tremendous time together. I mean, we, uh, <laughs> he, he well, went, uh, is, uh, what would it be uh, the brother-in-law that was repairing his car? His brother-in-law was under his car, not, uh, and, and uh, the, uh, my, you know, my son-in-laws yeah that was uh, yep mm-hmm. uh, and he was supposed to help him he had a hammer in his hand they were pounding the uh, exhaust system yeah. and he pounded him right in the head with a hammer <laughs> i remember that oh my god <laughs> he, he, <laughs> and the poor guy he didn't even he didn't even flinch when he got hit was, who was that was it was it roscus no. Who oh, who got hit in the head? Buddy. 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 That was, that was Joanne's brother. That was Joanne's brother, Buddy, got hit in the head yeah. with a hammer. He was helping the guy with his muffler. He got hit in the head with a hammer. So wait a minute. Those two were under the car. The guy who is retiring, Tom is his name. And uh, and Joanne's brother was like uh, under the car making sure the job was done right. And Tom brought I, used no, he was fixing it. Okay, Tom was removing the, and he hit it with a hammer, and when he brought the hammer back, he hit Buddy right in the head. He just aimed at that thing, but it didn't hit that thing. It so he hit him head. right in the head with a hammer. Twice. <laughs> twice? How do you do it twice? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I guess the one time it didn't jar that thing loose, he had to hit it again, and hit him in the head again again. Oh Wait a minute. Gosh. Typically, if you hit somebody in the head with a hammer, they they. Uh, I can't believe it didn't crack his head. Yeah. <laughs> Don't people move when they get hit in the head with a hammer? Oh, buddy has been. Oh my gosh, poor guy. Yeah, he's not with us anymore. He uh he went uh he, oh, he went off oh, to no, heaven. Man, and he was a, he would give his shirt. Yeah. To help you out. That was know? uh that that's uh, Joanne's beloved brother. How about that? Yes. Yes. He died from head trauma. <laughs> what did she say? He died of head trauma. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he was a great guy. I'll tell you what. He, I mean, he'll do anything, anytime. Wasn't that the guy who, when, uh, let's say, if we had a big family reunion, everybody would get together and it's time to eat and everybody would get a plate and then he would always wander off to a secluded place to eat? Yes. Why? Why did he? Why was that? Why? 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 I don't did, know. But listen to me. We found a sandwich in our garage, 
petrified. Oh, he had, he left the sandwich there. Left it there. Oh my God. It was a long time later, you know, after he's been. Because my mother always insisted he eat. Ah. Wasn't always hungry. Wow. Did you hear that? Yep, yep, yep. She'd feed him. He wasn't always hungry. God rest, Uncle Buddy. Holy crap. Okay. Well, uh, okay, Dad, I just checked to see if there's any other last second questions. It looks like I got them all. Uh, everybody uh, loves you, and um, that's it. I'm going to leave it right there. How does that sound? I love everybody that you're talking with or, or communicating with you. And uh, we'll see you soon, huh? Oh, yes, absolutely you will, Dad. It'd be 10 days. Are you driving your tank over here? Yeah, I'm going to spend the night in the driveway. Okay. Uh, and some, okay. yes, yeah, so uh, that's that's what that that's what's going to happen. How many puppies are you going to be having here? I don't know yet. I got to figure that out. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll talk to Diana. But I, uh, I know that your favorite, O'Neal, will be there. No. No? Bruce. Wait a minute. Bruce no. is the little one? Yeah, Bruce is the little uh, one. Yeah, O'Neal will be there. O'Neal is your best friend, Dad. Yes. All right. You got a dog. Uh, I know. There's, there's a lot of, lot of dogs. Yes, we do have dogs in the house. A lot of them. Okay. Okay. All right. I love you. I love you, Joanne. I love you, too. I love your audience. They're wonderful people. And... Uh, I hope they think I'm really smart. Yep, they, they always do, Dad. They love you dearly. Okay, thank you. Bye. I'll talk to you. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dear Meathead, JM Synthetics, thank you. That guy who's retiring, Tom, um, was married to Joanne's oldest daughter. Sue is her name. They're not together anymore. Um, this guy, you got to understand, um, he's actually been on the radio with me once or twice. It didn't go over well. We, he, uh, this unbelievable relationship where we constantly insult each other. You, you have anybody that you know like that? You constantly just rip each other. It's like me and you, all of you. Uh, but anyway, he's, uh, he's like six foot eight. He's like a, a gigantic human being. And, uh, I am, I cannot believe that he was able to, to work the same job his whole life. He works for, um, uh, consumers energy in Michigan here or DTE one, one of the two, one of the two utilities. And, uh, this guy is a walking HR nightmare. Oh. The shit he says, and every time when I was young, it was hilarious. And then I'm old, and he's, he says, you know, he's like 65 years old. He says, shit. I'm like, oh fuck, Tom, what? No, stop it. We when my dad was getting open heart surgery, we're all at the hospital, we're like white knuckling it, you know, and uh, and and we're sitting in the waiting room. We don't know if he's gonna live or die. This is like six, seven years ago, and Tom shows up there, and it's awkward because his ex-wife is there. And uh, it's just weird. And then uh, he starts just dropping horrible. It's just saying the most horrible, vile shit you could ever imagine. Shit that I wouldn't even like to think. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Stop it. You're making you're just making everybody uncomfortable. And you, I know, man, it's great. No, it's not great. You fucking how do I, why do I even like you? What is wrong with you? You sick fuck. 
all of you are like, yeah, Eric, that's you. You do that. Uh, all right. Make the kids help with mom's bathroom time. Scar them for life. Chris also says, I've been battling hornet's nests for a week. Aram says, let him think he's 86. Oh, man. Apparently, at one point, my dad said, the power came back on tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh says, he's so damn cute, I can't stand it. It's true. Dear Meathead, again, brought to you by JM Synthetics. Reach out to them. Uh, reach out to them. Reach out. It's one guy. Jason Mays, 616-747-0233. Uh, go to um, jmsynthetics.com and uh, figure out what you want and then call Jason and buy it. All right? that that You can buy it online, but I want you to do it when you call him. It, it, it helps him the most. By the way, uh, fat or uh, fat Dave Grohl John says that he what was his uh, what was this thing about your products? Make sure I get this out there. Such a pain in my ass. I have an Amsoil testimonial for you. I am using the engine treatment. My gas mileage went up almost a mile per gallon. That's, uh, I guess he's like, keeps track of it. You know, on the thing, it tells you your uh, miles per gallon. Then he's like, oh yeah, it did. It actually worked. Well, over a full tank of gas, that adds up, saves you money. So there you go. Pays for itself. All right. As always, dear me, dad, if you ever have a question for dad about anything going on in your life, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Get some merch at ericsaintshow.com. Got t-shirts up there, uh, hoodies. Getting uh, Seasons are changing. You might need a hoodie uh, in uh, one of nine different styles. Multitude of colors, sizes. Even goes up to, I think, like 4XL or something like that, or even 5XL. My God. Get your merch at ericsaintshow.com. I've got a business that uh, supplies you with anything you need for your growing of cannabis, vegetables, flowers, whatever you want. Horizon Hydroponics. Delivered anywhere in the USA for free. Orders $250 and more. If you are local, you can also do it this way. Order it online and pick it up in person. For all of this, there's a phone number at their website, horizonhydroponics.com. You can call them if you if you have a question about whatever it is you're thinking about buying. They're very knowledgeable. What that means is they grow a lot, okay? They listen to cool music. They uh, love the Grateful Dead, the Allman Brothers, Fish, all great bands. HorizonHydroponics.com. Use the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout. And you will save 10%. Love them so much. Horizonhydroponics.com. Uh, while I'm at it, not all dumpsters are created equal. You need a dumpster if you are in West Michigan from Dumpster Divers. Call or text Emilio or Kyle. We'll uh, kill it. Wait a minute. I think am I saying it right? We Kyle joins us tomorrow. Let's kill. Let's kill with Kyle tomorrow. 
616-375-9962. Which, by the way, some of you jackasses, like Stevie and um, who was the other who was the other dumbass? Oh yeah, I don't I don't like Kyle on the show. How can you not like Kyle on the show? He's lovable. My God, 616-375-9962. Let's kill with Kyle. Get a dumpster from Dumpster Divers today. Uh, if you are in West Michigan, they will deliver it to you, and they will save you money. Not all dumpsters are created equal. If you go with the other shitty-looking long ones that will put in your driveway, and they won't even pick it up, uh, for God's sake, it's going to cost you more money. Get a dumpster from Dumpster Divers. Okay. Had another big day for uh, audio downloads yesterday on the audio podcast. If you only get the show via the live stream, subscribe to the audio uh, uh, podcast regardless. I get internet points. It helps. But um, ever since, well, since uh, the, let's see, right at mid-August, the show, as I uh, detailed yesterday, has been growing exponentially. I have some theories as to why that is, um, but when you've been grinding for three years, working your ass off to suddenly see a wave of downloads like you've never seen before, it fucking feels good. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, a near record yesterday of 11,700 IAB confirmed downloads. I was quite happy when I would receive 11, 12, 10,000 downloads in a week. In fact, that's pretty much what I had earned up to this point and been able to uh, still do this for a living. Uh, this past seven days, though, we've had 61,500. Uh, I, I can't quite put a finger as to what exactly uh, caused that uh, windfall. I have some theories that the Kumia show has helped immensely. Also doing the pilot for the Kumia show for Compound Media helped. Uh, I've been doing a lot of other podcasts and promoting my show on other podcasts. I have billboards up in the community that I live in right now. And, well, it just, uh, you know, that to be podcasting for three years and suddenly you see this big uh, bounce like that. Because as much as I love this, it's still stressful. There's still a, oh boy, I sure hope I can keep this going because I really like doing it. It's a lot of work, but it's still stressful. So that kind of helps, um, you know, keep the show going. Real wind in the sails. So if that's you, if you're one of the people that recently found the show, thank you so much. As I indicated, Dr. Steve from SiriusXM signed up on Patreon. Thank you, Dr. Steve. That is so kind. An update on the Patreon yesterday. Uh, the Patreon yesterday has um, uh, continued this type of um, the onslaught about my old show. And uh, I'd been uh, uh, focusing on uh, several things as of late that I found were just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And... Uh, Part of what I talked about was this thing that they do called Around the Room. And I've gotten a lot of feedback saying, it's about fucking time you started to take some swings. It's, it's, it's uh, uh, long overdue. You waited too long to do this shit. And I've gotten that message from people that have been um, firmly in my camp. People who listen to both shows and people who listen to only their show 
but don't like that they are still listening to their show. You know what I mean? I'll probably never get um, their diehards agreeing with anything that I have to say. Uh, But in my mind, if I talk about this enough, more people will realize that what they're listening to now is shit. All right? Greg had the nerve to try to say the other day that the reason why they talk four segments a day in around the room where they say, hi, I'm Greg and my kids like apples and other boring shit like that, that we used to make fun of. Uh, and they do that four times a day. It, it, it accounts for an hour and 20 minutes of show time. They're just killing time. They have nothing to talk about. Okay. That's why they do that bit. And I'm telling you about it because it's fucking bullshit that they do that. Dum dumb tries to tell the audience recently on one of his uh, segment 17s. Yeah, we do that because we're constantly bringing in new audience. Oh, really? Well, what happened in the first 15 years of the show? Why didn't we do that then? You know why we didn't do that then? Because we were doing fun shit. And the show didn't suck dick. All right? And uh, our theory then was just do a funny fucking show and don't worry about it. They'll find it and they'll like it. And voila, it happened. So why they have regressed to this pedestrian, Tracy Johnson-infused degree of shittiness is a fucking miracle. Well, actually, it's not. I, I, it's, I, they are, um, they have jumped the shark. They have become a boring, lazy, hugely lazy show, despite 8 million people, and they all get microphones. That show sucks and you're wasting your fucking time listening to it i'm i feel bad that you actually think that that's what a good show sounds like it doesn't it's terrible oh my god so i've been going after it hard yesterday we had an enormous beat up session detailing with you uh the fucking craziest thing And that is the laugh talk phenomena. You must hear this. You have to hear this on Patreon. The idea that you notice that in this conversation that I've been having with you, and in most of what I say, I don't sit there and laugh at what I'm saying. I just say it because, you know, that's how humans talk. If every other word I threw in, And so I'm throwing in every other word. And I'm, Norm MacDonald is dead. I'll bring in my dad. That happens. Out of all the people on that show, I really don't have an axe to grind with Hot Wings. Nice guy. But he's in this horrible habit of laugh talking. This giggle talk. And let's be honest here. This is not the most dynamic of people. When he is, when they say, all right, it's your turn to tell us and you're around the room what you did for the day. Well, you might as well just put a fucking gun in everybody's mouth. Why are you, you you can't, you're, you're killing the guy. 
play to his strengths, not his weaknesses. Shame on you guys. Who is cons- This is ridiculous. I've been getting a lot of feedback from people saying, it's about fucking time you woke up and started taking a run at these dipshits. Paul writes this. FBHW beat up, comma, yes! Exclamation point. I just finished today's Patreon. I could listen to or be involved in beating up that poor excuse for a radio show every single day. I loved your segment on Hot Wings Laugh Talk. You know what's crazy? I'm pausing from the email. If he suddenly stops laugh talking, you will know that this message hit. I actually want you to stop laugh talking. It's that unnerving. It, it, uh, Fat Dave Grohl, John from Jenison, he, he wrote to me and he said, I had no idea it was that. I thought you were just like uh, being an asshole, but you, you actually undersold it as to how bad the giggle talk is. He says, I can never listen to that show in the same way because of it. Oh. Paul continues. His words. I actually think that shitty show gets a tiny bit more shitty each episode. I think I've told you before. I've listened to that show since before Joe was even being paid. I know all the bits and some of the major events that have happened. It was funny. He says, now I hate listen to it just to make fun of those dummies. Then he writes, especially free beer. He thinks he's so funny. I actually disagree with you. I don't think he thinks he's funny. Maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, but actually what he does often is Joe will make a joke and then free beer will expand on it. Uh, that's called tagging. He does do that. He tags every fucking joke. You can't even you can't even laugh at the first fucking joke because he's busy tagging it. Uh, what he does is uh, he tags Joe's jokes. Freeber will expand on it with a silly comment and laugh even harder as if he came up with a joke. What a butt fuck. Then you have to love name that tune. I cringe when they say they are going to play that game because it should actually be called name that tune and then Hot Wings will sing it. That fuck face can't help it. After each song is finally identified, that we'll play a few more seconds of the song, and damn it, here it comes. Hot Wings has to sing over the actual lyrics of the song. Now, if it's a good th- song, it's ruined by us to having to hear Hot Wings sing over the actual singer of the fucking song. He does it all the time. Then let's end the show with, what did we learn? Newsflash, you stupid fucks. That's only funny if we listen to the entire show. But what's great is Freebeer will go to Rachel first, And half the time, she will say, I didn't learn anything. She did it today. What a great way to suck out what little energy that dumb bit has. It must piss Freebear off, and that is something that I can get behind. Ha ha. The show sucks, but it's great for making fun of, so I'm all in on that as often as possible. Peace, Coop. Yeah, don't not listen to it. Listen to it. And pay attention to what I'm telling you. These are real things that are happening. My God. 
You should get my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Hang on. All right. Gavin Newsom has uh, uh, squashed the bid on the recall. We talked about this yesterday. They were trying to recall his ass. And uh, it failed. And then who's the black guy? The black Republican dude who that dumb bitch ran up to him wearing a gorilla mask and threw eggs at him? What the fuck? I really like that guy because of how he handled that. As long as he's not a conspiracy theory asshole, I, I, I think I could get behind him. Um, but he had uh, eluded that he, uh, he might not trust the election process, that, you know, that whole craziness that fucking Trump started. So uh, I don't know if I can get behind him if he does that shit. But uh, I'm uh, Newsom, as I indicated yesterday, he, uh, he actually won pretty convincingly. So that's the end of that. A lot of, a lot of Republicans, Larry Elder is his name. A lot of Republicans were like, oh, man, this would be a big thing if we can get that because then uh, if if, we, if, uh, if Elder wins, he can get a Republican in the Senate there. But nope, no more. That is that. Uh, out of all of this, Gavin Newsom's wife continues to be hot. It is a damn good thing that I am married to the most attractive person on the planet. It is a damn good thing. My God. Because I think if I wasn't married, I may be just uh, getting out of the podcasting business and staring at pictures of Gavin Newsom's wife with my pants off. What an absolute knockout. And I think she's only like four years younger than me. What is her name again? Oh, oh, de- oh, dear. I got to go. Uh, I better look it up. Jennifer Seibel Newsom. First lady of California. Uh, yeah, she's four years younger than me. What did y'all think about the idea when I said that uh, young women disgust me? Do any of you old, disgusting idiots uh, see young, attractive women and uh, uh, get lust in your heart? Do any of you animals do that? Because I think that that's a horrible thing. If you are of age, like I am, anybody, I think, okay, if, God forbid, Diana took a dirt nap, I, I've told her this. I said, I'm, I'm not going to be alone. There will always be a space in my heart for you. But I already have my wife picked out. And uh, I, I, I am not kidding you about this. And, and my kids actually are aware of this. They go, we want you to uh, uh, marry Miss Sherry. And I go, well, yeah, of course I'm going to marry Miss Sherry. We're already in love. I am set up with a side wife. And Diana is in on it. 
Because that is our very dear friend Sherry, and Sherry will take care of me. Sherry is, I think, uh, 56. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that is that is right in my wheelhouse. I would say that if uh, if Sherry didn't exist, if I didn't already have a backup wife to me, Jason Mays, he says, looks average to me. Well, yeah, of course she looks average because I've seen your wife, and she is a million times prettier than Gavin Newsom's wife, who is a knockout. But our wives are all much prettier than her, Jason. So, yes, you're correct. I think the age range of my backup wife needs to be um, 48 to 70. That's what I'm looking for in a wife. Young women do not turn me on in any way because of the thorough, uh, nauseous feeling I get, the disgust of an old man with a too young woman. That is fucking sickening to me horrible now when i was 38 i would have felt differently but now that i'm old and disgusting it's all that's it that's where i sit andrea says 38 no and you already have i know what you're trying to do there you're trying to uh you're trying to plot out something and then you're gonna uh kill diana and kill jason and try to be my wife Fuck you. The Duchess says half your age plus seven. Yeah, that's bullshit. No way. No way. Dirk says, uh, meh, I'd climb over her to get to Christy Noem. Also very pretty, but she's brain dead and an idiot. Okay? You're just turned on by uh, by her because she's an anti-vax scum like you. Terry writes, you keep saying that about younger women. Reminds me of a guy that said he was a great husband all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Our old pal Freebeer, who used to announce on the radio how great he was at being a husband, is not. Uh, the, the, the rumor is he's dating like an 18-year-old woman or some shit like that. It's all fucked. How weird is that? Oh, my God. Where the hell are we for time? Boy, this show is just flying by. I'm loving this. Okay. I talked to you about how in uh, in the South again, they're getting hammered again. People that are, I mean, I don't know how it is where if your home is devastated and you throw out all your shit and you rip out all the drywall and you start over again and then another flood hits. How, how, I mean, every year we see the same thing. And um, whether you idiots choose to believe it or not, it is going to continue to get worse because the uh, planet is getting hotter and the oceans are getting warmer. And it's changing the cycle of the hurricanes. They're getting the season is longer. They are more intense. They're bigger. Uh, The frequency is more. It's all there. You just got to read. I know some of you don't do that. 
So uh, all of these places around the coastal areas, now, uh, are, plus the rising sea levels, it's we're all they're you're all doomed. It's over. Within our lifetime, there's going to be a mass population movement. The whole country from the outside edges, especially in the southeast, is going to transition to God's country. Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois. These are the great places in the world. This is paradise. So now all of these ugly, disgusting, shitty, uneducated, filthy, foul-smelling scumbags are going to come to my fucking area. There'll probably be a war. With a little luck, the governor will build a wall to keep the shit out of of Michigan. There's only one way in. Well, two ways in. Southern border and the fucking bridge. The first thing we do, blow up the bridge in case these fucks get lost, go through Wisconsin, and try to come into Michigan through the UP. Bridge gets blown up. Then um, what's going to happen is uh, the governor of Michigan at the time uh, hopefully will build a wall, and then we can keep the shit out of this great state. If it wasn't a uh, reason to move away that uh, because your home is constantly being destroyed, maybe this will have something to do with it. Will will influence these people more. Barataria, Louisiana. First, you had Hurricane Ida, now Tropical Storm Nicholas. All that threaty, uh, flooding threat, threading flood, flooding threat. There was one family that was scouring the area looking for something pet, uh, I don't know, uh, lost uh, artifacts from the home. Their home's already completely destroyed. They have anything. Uh, no, they're looking for a coffin. Grandma's coffin floated away. The graveyard where it had floated from was nearby and it was underwater. Uh, Troy Harvey hasn't seen his grandmother's casket since 2013 when he helped carry it at a funeral. I don't know how we are supposed to get the casket back into place, but I'm sure they got comfortable having it sitting on the, uh, people having sitting on their front lawn as he stared at grandma's casket on the front lawn of someone's house. According to Ryan Sedeman, chairman of Louisiana's Cemetery Response Task Force, apparently this happens a lot. You know what's crazy about this? Just before Katrina hit, I worked on the radio at the shit show. And I don't know why I said this, but we were talking about how, oh man, this is going to be a big storm. I'll bet you there's going to be caskets floating down the street. And it turns out that that actually happened. This is a regular thing. It's so bad there, even if there isn't a storm. That area is under is below sea level. So if you dig like one inch into the ground, it fills with water. 
you can't even bury your dead in the ground there. That's how fucked up of a part of the country this is. In a geographic sense, you have to put the uh, uh, dead in crypts above ground. So somehow through the flooding, all the fucking caskets float away. That's remarkable to me. Aren't they sealed? I mean, how, how can that even happen? Uh, actually, these concrete burial vaults that are put in the ground, directly on the ground or partially in the ground, they tend to be buoyant air pockets in floodwaters, and they want to float. So these ones they actually did put in the ground. So if those waters come in and rock them back and forth enough, they just pop up. Holy fuck. That's like that scene in Poltergeist. Can you imagine being nearby there? You're like, oh my God, what a terrible storm. And all of a sudden caskets start popping up all around you. Shit. A steady stream of caskets, including grandma's body, floating down a uh, flash flood river. This guy Harvey was determined to get his grandmother back into her final resting place and off the private property as soon as he could. He got some help from the property owner. It's like, oh my God. How about this? If you if you encounter grandma's casket, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm going to open it up and look at it. I'm gonna see what condition she's in. He says, I got a trailer man, we'll take her and we'll put her to rest when the water goes down, the owner said. Seriously, bro, thank you, my brother, Harvey said as he hugged the owner. The two men remembered each other because they grew up another together 40 minutes outside New Orleans. Yeah, they probably run into each other every time the caskets are all fucking floating away. To rebury those caskets, family could rely on assistance from the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Bullshit. The agency will provide up to $8,000 for reburial. That is crap. We need to start dealing with these people with a heavy hand. It's time to stop coddling these scumbag flood victims. We need to go out of our way to make it imperative that they must move. So you need to hold this over them like a carrot. You need to commandeer the casket, hang on to the money, and say you do not get your grandma back uh, and the money until you agree to bury her in Iowa and you must move and we will hang on to her remains and you have uh, one week to answer. If you don't answer in one week, we're going to throw her in the ocean. Those are your choices. We must uh, eliminate this, this threat uh, to all of this infrastructure. We don't need to be paying for grandma's reburial because these fucking morons decide to live, you know, where the hurricanes hit. Sorry, but that's the way it's got to be. All right. This show is inviting you to apply for a job at Affordable Limousine. Buscareers.com If you have a CDLB, with passenger endorsements. Uh, wouldn't it be nice to not work for the man? Now, if you have that uh, CDLB with passenger endorsements, you uh, you probably work at a good, pretty decent job. You make pretty good cash. Uh, I'm, I'm asking that you double it for less work. See if you can manage this one. You dress up nice. 
you get in a state-of-the-art air-conditioned coach. Uh, you pick up 50 horny bachelorettes. I'm sorry, one bachelorette at a bachelorette party with 50, 49 horny chicks and a horny bachelorette. You drive them a couple hours to Comerica Park. Sometimes they'll invite you in for the game. All the while, you're getting paid $18 an hour. Uh, You might see an errant titty. It does happen. It has been known to happen. And here's the thing. Even if you're a minger like me, um, these women are going to flirt with you. It happens to me all the fucking time. And I'm always like, ha ha, ha ha. Sorry, but you're not 55 years old. Because as they get more drunk, despite your ugliness, they're going to find you attractive. Now, I'm not telling you about this great job at buscareers.com, hoping that you get laid. I'm just painting a picture for you that this is a regular thing. Now, you don't always get to go into the game, but you're probably just sitting there with the uh, with the vehicle. Watch Netflix, uh, sleep, uh, read a good book, talk to your lovely wife, how you're going to take her out for a nice steak dinner with all the money that you're making when you get home. The drunk women show up. You make sure they're all there because safety is the number one thing when you are a, a driver for affordable limousine. You want to make sure that your passengers, that is the number one thing, safety. Off you go. You take them back. And then they all, as they're walking by you, licking their teeth and blowing kisses at you, they're throwing money at you. That's how it works. And, you know, you just stuff that in your pocket. You don't tell Uncle Sam about that. It's fucking great. You're going to get 1099 at the end of the year. So you plan accordingly. That's how it works when you're a contracted driver for affordable limousine. So if that sounds like a good time to you, instead of working for some asshole driving a propane truck or a flower truck or a, a fucking concrete mixer or a stupid school bus with all these asshole kids with asshole parents telling them that they don't have to wear masks. Fuck that. Go to buscareers.com today. If you're in West Michigan, you can work, work as much or as little as you want. Seriously, as much or as little as you want. You can work full-time. Imagine that, a new full-time job, just doing shit like that. Corporate trips, uh, traveling with sports teams, the local colleges, a lot of colleges, a lot of high schools. So your, your job might start at 2 p.m. You're going to work smarter, not harder. Your four-hour workday transporting the team or the corporate adventure, you're going to get paid like uh, you've worked eight to 12 hours. This is a great job. You're going to love it. Buscareers.com. Now, they don't want you if you just go and get the CDL and you don't have any experience. you got to have some experience. If you don't have any experience, don't even try it. Well, you can try it, but uh, they're, they're, gonna, they're looking for experienced drivers with a CDLB with passenger endorsement. Go there, lady or gentleman, fill out the form at buscareers.com. Mention me when you talk to Omar or Justin or Ben. 
Seventy nine ninety nine. Get a uh, tune up from A and E Heating and Cooling. Six one six five one six eighty five seventy nine. A and E Heating and Cooling. Get that cooler. Uh, get that cooler. Get that heater uh, tuned up for just seventy nine ninety nine uh, today. Call or text six one six five one six eighty five seventy nine and get on the schedule. You need that done every year. All the joking I do. This is very very serious. Uh, get that thing checked. Especially just before you fire it up. Don't don't fire it up and then then call. Call now. 616-516-8579. If you have a pressing issue, get on the schedule. Same number. If you have an uh, after-hours emergency call, they'll help you with that too. It's going to cost you a little more. But you'll get it done. And then finally, Gift of Life Michigan. Uh, now, this works for everybody. Doesn't matter where you are. Go to my website, ericsainshow.com. Click on the Gift of Life logo and fill out the donor form today. There's a little spot that says click here to fill out donor form. And then all I'm asking you to do is do that because you don't need, you can't take your organs with you when you die. Gift of Life, Michigan. Thank you. Buscareers.com. Aram says, that job sounds pretty good. Nap. Adam did not know the term minger. That is, that's a British term. Unattractive or unpleasant person or thing. What about coming in from Canada? Hey, Kyle. Yeah, you know, why would you want to leave Canada? Canada's a wonderful place to live. It might be a little too cold, but... We will allow Canadians in because I have a special place in my heart for Canadians. I grew up 15 minutes from Windsor, Canada. Love my Canadian brothers. I used to watch Hockey Night in Canada on, uh, on the CBC out of Windsor. Welcome in the Canadian brothers. How much does it cost to get the license? Aram says. I'm not sure. The way it works is I go into the Secretary of State after I make an appointment and take my written test. I pass that. Um, I've been trained on my walkthrough, and then a person from the Department of Transportation shows up, and I do my walkthrough with him on the vehicle. And, uh, and that's like a book report. I'm like touring the vehicle. I go... Uh, yeah, I'm going to make, before I begin my run, I'm going to make sure the tires are inflated uh, appropriately. I'm going to check all the uh, various uh, drivetrain components, make sure that they're working, look at my meters, make sure the horn works, make sure the windshield wipers work, mirrors, they work, any damage to the vehicle, uh, blinkers, hazards, make sure my medical kit is there, make sure my fire extinguisher is charged, test the brakes, uh, all this shit. And then uh, they go, all right, you pass. I have no idea about cost, but I know this. For some people in Michigan, uh, they're getting to a point in Michigan within the next two months that you will actually have to go to a school and pay for it in order to get that CDL. Side note, on the term bringer, uh, Minger, Brian writes, bringer, Minger, Brian writes, I name one of my championship baseball teams that, and it is now and forever, the Forked River Mingers. Wait a minute. When you say baseball teams, are you talking about you coached a team or you were on a team? Are you, was it like an adult team or did you call the children the Forked River 
Mingers. Everyone always asks what the hell that means, and I love it. And by the way, if you don't, if you never lived in Jersey, you would say Forked River, but it is known as Forked River. Don't ask me why, but that's just what they call it. Hey, you from Jersey? How do you know? Just because you said Forked. You're damn right. I'm, I, I, well, I'm not from Jersey, but I lived there for two or three years. I love my time in Jersey. Andrea says Forked, and then the laughy emojis. No, it's true. It's Forked. It's what they call it, man. It's a fucking local thing. Shut up. Okay. I have some amazing news for you. Another anti-vax radio host has died from COVID. This is incredible. We have had, of all, I mean, this, who, who was I talking, who was I listening to? Tim Dillon, who is very funny. If you ever want to listen to another podcast, I usually don't like to encourage my audience to listen to other podcasts because I like all the, I like, I don't want your attention somewhere else, but I have to because he's fucking funny. He said, he termed this as um, when the anti-vaccine radio guys die. It's like embarrassing. It's like they're dying from embarrassment. That is embarrassing. If you're sitting there calling, there was the one guy, didn't he call himself Mr. Anti-Vax? He like was so bold about it. He's like, ah, no, I'm Mr. Anti-Vax. And then he died of COVID. To me, that is hilarious. That is Fuck, that is as dark humor as you can possibly get. And any of you uh, fucking idiots that are like, no, you know I mean? You should not be ever laughing about anyone's death. Bullshit. That is laugh-worthy. He called himself Mr. Anti-Vax. How can that not be the funniest fucking thing in the world? And he died of COVID. Then you had uh, that guy that Dirk wanted to blow, Phil Valentine, who Dirk actually um, wanted to kill me because he said that I mischaracterized uh, Valentine as being an anti-vaxxer. He died of COVID. Before he died. Phil Valentine said, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know you should get the vaccine. I was wrong to take, to approach you the way that I did. Get vaccinated. Doesn't sound like a pro-vax guy to me. Phil Valentine wrote a song to the song, the tax man or tax man by the Beatles. And he changed the words to vax man. The latest hilarious death is Bob Enyart. He's another kook alt-right talk show host in Colorado. This dipshit urged people to boycott vaccines for COVID. That's what killed him. 
Enyart's death was reported two weeks after the Denver Bible Church said he and his wife had been taken to the hospital. Pastor Bob and Cheryl are in good hands and improving daily, the church said then. We anticipate and pray for a full recovery. We both grieve and rejoice together during this challenging time. Uh, well, they, they weren't dead at that, that, that time. And I'm curious in that statement, what the fuck you mean by we rejoice during this challenging time. Okay. In a Facebook post on Monday, Enyart's co-host, Fred Williams said, well, he announced that, uh, it comes with an extremely heavy heart that my close friend and co-host of get this. The show was called real science radio. It's like I'm writing a story for The Onion by reading this to you. He hosted Real Science Radio, has lost his battle with COVID. It should have said, has lost his 1 million percent preventable battle with COVID, but he's a stupid fuck. So he's dead now. This dipshit writes, Bob Enyard was one of the smartest and without question the wisest person I've known. Well, that is 1 million percent wrong. All the while beating, this is what it should say. Bob was a dumb fuck and he got what he deserved. Heaven's gain is left an enormous hole here on earth. It's also a false statement. Right now, the saints are gathering at a big giant table with baby Jesus and like, okay. I don't know if we have enough room up here for these idiots. I think we need to start uh, having a little bit more discernment about who we let in here. We already let shit, uh, shit for brains Valentine in. Thank God cooler heads prevailed and we sent Mr. Anti-Vax straight to hell. What are we going to do with this asshole? And the idea of saying, an enormous hole on earth. Wrong. The earth is better off with this idiot not on it. The Denver Post reported that Enyart was a, quote, practiced and brutal provocateur. I, that's actually a nice term. I, I, w- I can only hope I would be referred to as that. One who once used a show on cable television to mock by name people who died of AIDS. Oh, now, wait a minute. Now, uh, being that I'm one for a good AIDS joke here and there, I, I, I think I would need to hear that before I would cast judgment. They delve deeper into that. According to a 1999 profile by Westward, Enyart, quote, gleefully read obituaries of AIDS sufferers. Well, okay, this is a little bit more descript. While cranking out, another one bites the dust by Queen. Okay, if uh, taking that at its word, I would have to say that I, that's, uh, that's over my pay grade for being a practice and brutal provocateur. I can't say that I would ever uh, read the names of people suffering of AIDS or dying while playing Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. Enyard also called for women who had abortions to face the death penalty. uh, Regarding COVID-19 vaccines, Enyard said people should boycott the shots because they tested that 
Wait a minute. People should boycott the shots because they tested these products on the cells of aborted babies. I have no idea if any of that is true. Last October, and by the way, uh, let me just say for the record, if I found out that they uh, tested the vaccine, on, if that's true, uh, I would say that I support the uh, testing of vaccine on aborted babies. I am, I'm full on support test on uh, baby cell abortion tissue. I love, in fact, I would eat baby abortions if it meant uh, we are safe from COVID. Spoon feed me baby cells. Uh, give me a spoonful of baby. I would eat baby. Last October, he successfully sued the state of Colorado over COVID-related restrictions on church attendance. He's one of those guys who won. He actually won that. That's actually good for business. He's not the first right-wing radio kook to oppose vaccines and then dropping dead. A long list. Four other idiots have died. This is great. You're losing a radio guy, which is always good. And it's a crazy-ass right-wing kook anti-vax piece of shit asshole. Fuck these guys. Wow. Uh, you know, I dare I say, dare I say, we are ending the show on a high note. Questions, comments, concerns, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I would love to feature your comments on the show, on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Shoreliners striping Stripes parking lots. You know those yellow lines? You can't see them in your parking lot because you're too cheap uh, to, th- or in, 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 well, which just won't even do it. It makes you, it makes you look like shit. It looks like a poverty business if your parking lot is not striped. So get it done uh, in and around the great state of Michigan. They will travel. Shorelinersstriping.com. But you better get on it because the hockey season's about to start and the guy who owns it is uh, probably the marquee referee in the American Hockey League. What he lacks in congeniality and clear complexion, he makes up for in his ability to rough a game. Get in the fucking box. I don't want to hear it. Fuck you. Get in the box. This is what you get with Mayor. Arms crossed, staring at this fucking idiot. The guy just got caught for a a big two-hander. A big two-hand slash on some guy. Get in the box! It's fucking bullshit! Fucking bullshit! Fuck you! You're a disgrace! You're brutal! Just staring at him. You done? You done? You say one more word, you're out! I love Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. If you're in West Michigan... That's who you call upon to get your vehicle fixed. Domestic, Asian, European, they do it all. 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Reach out to them. Thank you so much. Go to Irvine's.com, and they spell it E-R-V-I-N-E-S. E-R-Vines.com. And uh, 
Check out their Google reviews. They are awesome. Great bunch of people over there. Thank you so much. And, you know, Megan is also spectacular for wisdom. Because I spoke with Megan yesterday. And she's an absolute wizard at giving advice. I mean, she just has a very calming, pleasant demeanor about her. She, uh, she, she, uh, she speaks uh, great things and very calming. We kind of help each other. We're, we're, we're like caught, uh, cut from the same cloth. It's like she's a uh, long-lost sister or twin sister. That's impossible. She's like 50 years younger than me. She's not one. No, I think she's 30. Thank you, Megan. You're so sweet. Uh, Van Dyke Mortgage, reach out to Mario today. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Accessible in any state except Maine, South, uh, South, I almost said South Korea, South Carolina, Hawaii, and Alaska. Get a mortgage from Mario. Credit rate is great. That's fine. That'll work out no problem. Easy peasy. If you're in the dumper, it might take a little more work, but he can help you. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. And then last but not least, my God, Rick from TC Paintball. God, today is the day for Little League at TC Paintball. If you're looking for something new and fun to do with your kids, uh, this is what you do. And if they're new to paintball, they've never played it before, you can take part in the Little League. It starts at 5 p.m. Just walk in, come as you are. Just be there at 5. Rick will go and take care of everything with you. All you have to worry about is wearing a set of junky clothes because you might, you know, you'll be, uh, you're, you're playing paintball. But these are the uh, low-velocity guns, the, uh, the ones that don't hurt so that – because, you know, if you're a younger kid, you get hit with a paintball pellet or a paintball, you know, round, whatever they call it, it might sting a little. And you're like, I don't want to play anymore. Ease them into it. So gather up the kids in the neighborhood. Get them off the video games. Uh, I say, hey, do you like Call of Duty, so-and-so kid? Yeah. Well, how about we uh, go and do real-life Call of Duty with paintballs? The kind that don't hurt. You're walking through the, the village there. It's outside. It's great. TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. I was featured on another podcast yesterday. Before I get to that, good luck, Rick, and TC Paintball Machine in Chicago. TCP Machine in Chicago. I didn't know there was a tournament coming up. Good luck to you, Rick. I uh, was featured on another podcast yesterday. It is right here. I will include the link in the show notes of the podcast. This is how you build your podcast. You're on other shows. The Cardiff Elect- uh, Electric Podcast. You're like, wait, what is that? You may remember on the live stream, Cardiff Electric would come in here and uh, write snarky comments that wouldn't really translate because everybody thought that he was, um, you know, trying to piss everybody off. And I've come to learn that while that may be true, this is the world's greatest podcast. Without a doubt, it is bigger than any other podcast. It is bigger than Mark Marin, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, and any other big one, the one with the, the uh, uh, 
fucking drug addict who has relapses every other day but says he's in recovery. What's his name? Dax, uh, Dax something. Dax Prescott. Armchair Dax. Dax relapse. Whatever the fuck. I have no idea. The Cardiff Electric Podcast. And all you have to do is take one listen to it and you'll figure out why. It's because of the technical expertise and how fantastic he is at wordplay and being a wordsmith. And, and he interviews me. Wait, what? He referred to me as Erica Zane? Derricka writes. Not Derricka. Derek. Yeah. You know, Cardiff, uh, he doesn't pull any punches. And uh, he did call me uh, Erica. We interview Erica Zane. We learn about Michigan and his affiliation with the Juggalos. And we take some calls. It'll all make sense. When you click play right there, I'll link it up in the show notes of this horrible, horrible podcast, which one day I can only hope would be as popular as the Cardiff Electric podcast. Thank you to Cardiff Electric for giving me the opportunity to be on that show. Today's asshole of the day. By the way, my first two assholes of the day for this this uh, this week. I feel bad about both of those. Because now I'm no longer pissed. And I've worked it out with both Kenny and Regis. At the time, it seemed like a good idea. Asshole of the day for today. Who could it possibly be? If you have any suggestions, uh, reach out on the live chat. And perhaps you can influence me as to who it may be. Uh, Today, we talked about me being so ridiculously slow. Talked about the big bet with Mike Ball. Mike Ball is a birthday today. Norm MacDonald has died. Holy shit. He kept that to himself. What a a funny, funny man. We played some clips of him. Uh, We talked about him and the rivalry with uh, NBC head Dan Olmeyer. Uh, We had my dad for Dear Meathead. A lot of great questions. Thank you for participating with that. Joanne even got in on the questions there. So thank you. He loves being with you. We cleared up, I think, his age. Now, again, my dad suffers from dementia. We might have to have that conversation again at some point. Had another big day for audio download yesterday, a near record. Uh, Dr. Steve from SiriusXM showed up. Uh, We talked a little bit about uh, the openness that I'm uh, sharing to Talk about what uh, my old show, Freebird Howings, has become. And it is uh, uh, landing. I'm, I'm getting a lot of traction from a lot of audience members who are saying that this is something you needed to do some time ago. I'm only trying to help you guys. Reboot. Got an email from uh, Coop who said that uh, he has some problems with the show too. He said he hate listens. In Louisiana... Grandma actually floated away. Adam has a great idea for the asshole of the day. And I, I, I tend to agree. It'd be too easy to make the anti-vax radio idiot who's now dead an asshole of the day. Adam adds, make it Norm McDonald. I think he'd want it that way. Norm, you're such an asshole. 
9-11 Airlines? Are you kidding me, you fucking moron? Jesus. Norm, may you rest in peace. 61 years old, you have earned the asshole of the day. Nothing but respect for such a hilarious soul. In way to go out like the way you did. I love the fact that you told nobody. You did not go on a sympathy tour. You didn't go away quietly. You did what you could for as long as you can, being funny to people and just hoping to give them a laugh. And that's fantastic. I hope I was successful in doing that with you today. I'm not the best, but it's still better than radio, as Blue State Rob, Blue State Rob, has said before. Thank you for listening to the Air Tincho Podcast. Till next time, I'll talk to you on Patreon. Turn Ferguson, rest in peace. Bye-bye.